Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 118, the 118th edition of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Lots of news tonight. There was a limited run E3-esque show. Your PlayStation Plus July games have been announced. That might be old news, but I know we left it out last week. Sony buys a, a Fortnite share. Crash King Mobile is official. New Nintendo Switch Online games swing into view. Sega Astro Mini Console has been announced. Make room underneath your television. Microsoft Show is confirmed for July 23rd. A Sony patent hints at cloud emulation. Sony also shows off the PS5 box art. That won't be great for our audio podcast, but we'll we'll chime in as we always do. Uh, Far Cry 6 leaks via the PlayStation Network Store. Tencent wins company Battle Royale for Leiu Talks. I didn't read that beforehand. That's pretty good. And Microsoft is eyeing the purchase of WB Games. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Richard. I'm part of the uh, Fab Five, actually. Uh, Richard Bergman joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion the second. What it do, everyone? Yo. And Brant McKee. I didn't stumble through Brant this time. Brant McKee. What's up? As my kids say, Branch. Welcome, Branch. <laughs> Lots of news. How, how's everybody doing? Uh, work-wise, health-wise. Cesar's uh, exercise bike is still invisible in the background. It is. For all you can know, it's like an unblurred. Uh, it's a giraffe. Little baby giraffe. It looks like one. You just blurred when you turned around, too. Yeah. And we also see the air purifier that you mentioned in pre-production. No, that's the portable AC unit. The air purifier is in the gaming space I got. Then there's that. Where I uh, constantly just let loose. <laughs> Where it has to work the hardest. Yep. I got that for uh, dispelling smells and destroying viruses. Huh. It does Gee. both. Uh, the WHO said either today or yesterday that the virus could be spread through airborne indoor sources. So then there's that on top of everything else. At least I can't go through Skype. We're safe. And two-thirds of us have pop filters, so that's extra protection. Cesar, you are going in and risking it all. I am unprotected. For the Skype transmission. <laughs> I'm doubled up over here. I'm going raw. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. I'll never look at my microphone the same. Brent, you still liking your setup? Yeah. Did, did we mention that on air in case anybody wanted to run and grab that one? Uh, no, I don't I don't think we did. Um, but it's just one of those you can find off Amazon. I believe it was uh, uh, Uru. Uru. Yeah. Official sponsor of the show. Use offer Thanks. code NOFODCAST <laughs> for... It's a raffle. You don't know what percentage it is. It might be 50% off. It may be zero. Just enter the enter the promo code NOFODCAST and see what you get for the yep. Uru microphone. Playing Russian roulette with that uh, percentage off there. Yeah, it's probably going to say code not applicable, but keep trying. Uh, you never know. Maybe it's, not a, it's not as good as that Goya code. <laughs> <laughs> I used uh, I used sofrito for dinner with some uh, cauliflower rice. I'm trying to use up all my sofrito. I chopped up some onions in there, too. We had a good-ass dinner, man. It was cauliflower rice. I made macaroni and cheese for the kids. Tilapia. And uh, fuel peas with onions cut up in them. That was there you go. Country-ass. It was a country-ass meal. Fish eyes. Tilapia fish eyes. No <laughs> fish eyes. Uh, we want to get into news or we want to ramble? 
news, 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 news. Grant's on for the news. All right, uh, does somebody want to take this limited run games? I know there's some stuff in here you guys are super psyched about. This was a really good production, by the way. I just want to give that give them mad props. Oh yeah, it was a fun presentation to watch. I think his name is Douglas. Douglas and Josh. Douglas and Josh. Yeah. Douglas and Josh, yeah. They were out there in all their green screen glory, uh, transitioning between the various uh, physical media products that Limited Run is going to come out with. I know you guys are, are more into them. I think I'd be more enthusiastic if their stuff was easier to get a hold of. But that, uh, like that thrill of the hunt part of me can't, I can't. I'm not okay with the, you know, it goes up for five minutes and it's gone. And I missed that window type thing. I think uh, that those days are done. Everything they've been releasing has a two to four week pre-order window since uh, everything's been going down. They all do. It's not the, I thought I saw specifically the Star Wars thing this morning. Once in a blue moon. It's not okay. as often, believe it or not. Everything, uh, everything they announced uh, almost has a pre-order window of at least two to four weeks. You just got to pre-order it. All right. We're just going to run through this list. Yeah, I can. So they went through and they, uh, I'm just going to read it. I mean, you, like Richard mentioned, you can watch it. The production is pretty interesting. Um, they have a lot of fun with it and it's fun to watch. So outside of that, they announced uh, Boy and His Blob. It's coming to PS4 in September. Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2, which to be decided they're going to release for Switch and PS4. Uh, I'm excited about that one. Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling. That's uh, the Paper Mario looking game. Yeah, I bought it. It's actually really, really good. It plays like Paper Mario. Uh, it's coming on Switch and PS4. And it's to be uh, a date to be determined. Uh, Carry On is coming out for Switch. That's in partnership with their Special Reserve. It's not their theirs. It's a distribution. Uh, then the, their big one was a Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which will do Switch and PS4 in the Very third cool. quarter. Uh, Demon Turf, which I was my totally my shit when I saw that. Holy hell! I looked it up after that too. That thing is uh, unique as fuck, man. I know. Uh, that crazy jump mechanic. It looks like somebody really liked the 3D segments of those early Sonic games, and they just went to town with that shit. That or fucking Duke Nukem, like the original Duke Nukem. Like, walking <laughs> yeah. around first person mode. But, uh, that, that crazy like jump spin platforming. It just looks like it has a lot of charm and character. It's, it's something fresh. We look at a lot of games. We talk about a lot of games, and that Demon Turf really struck out to me. Stuck out to me. Did not strike out to me. Then we had a uh, Garu Mark of the Wolves, which is going to be this month. Uh, typically, their SNK ones are the actual limited runs; they're not pre-orders. Uh, Grandia HD Collection comes out next month in Switch. This one I'm interested in. I'm, I'm curious as to what build of that of those games is on that cartridge. It should be the one with the latest update, which I think they just did a big update on it. So, okay. typically, they do with the latest updates. Uh, Greece is coming to Switch. That's also through their partner with uh, Special Reserve Games. Uh, Katana Zero in November for Switch. Kunai. Uh, you can do uh, through the distributed line. You can pre-order. Now I think it's got like four or four weeks you can pre-order to buy. Same thing with their Mega Dimension Neptuna 7. It's another four-week pre-order window. Do I have uh, to play uh, Mega Dimension Neptunia 1 through 6? Uh, I don't know, but this could be added to my 7 list for the this year. Yes, the year of the 7s. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't even think there's a six. I think they had like one, two, and three. <laughs> and then they went on to these like uh, side stories. 
for like the next seven games, and then uh, I don't know what I don't I don't know where the fucking seven come from. It's just they're, they made it they made it for me for my year of the seven. They're like Windows and iPhone skipping nine. Like nine is some kind of curse thing. The uh, Mighty Gun Vault burst uh, since they're, they're doing everything with Init creates uh, comes out in August. Our friend Pedro for PS4, then the Observer for Switch. Papers, please, in July. That one's going to be a fucking hard one to get. I'm going to try to get that one. A Vita uh, game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Pixel Junk Eden 2 for Switch. Uh, Return of the Oberdan for Switch and PS4, also in July. Uh, they got more River City Girls, which they haven't announced what that title is. Um, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time from Adult Swim Games. That's coming on Switch and PS4. Uh, the big one was uh, Shantae. That's awesome. The OG one coming for Switch and Game Boy Color. That expensive ass Game Boy Color cartridge. So I'll probably pick up both. And then you had Shantae Risky's Revenge for Switch also in that month. Um, Space Channel 5 VR, kind of funky news flash for PSVR. That's cool. And this month. Star Wars Episode 1 Racer, which was today. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever, whenever that decides to release for Switch and PS4. Um, Damn, that's been in limbo for a while, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Friends of Ringo Ishikawa uh, for Switch is signed this month. Uh, the Mummy Demastered for Switch and PS4 I, this I've month. I've never played this game. I heard the game was good. I know the movie is trash, but I have streamed that soundtrack over and over and over and over. The soundtrack for that Mummy Demastered is so good. No, that game is good as hell, dude. It's like a old-school SNES side-scroller. Um... The biggest uh, news was the Secret of Monkey Island 30th Anniversary Anthology coming to PC October 2020. Uh, the one I was excited about was To the Moon, quarter four, 2020. You talked about that last year on the podcast. Uh, Tower Fall Ascension, uh, when they made a joke about bringing back the Ouya, quarter three, <laughs> 2020. Uh, Trover Saves the Universe, uh, one of my favorites, quarter four, 2020 for Switch. Uh, where the water tastes like wine, which is like a visual novel that's coming on Switch sometime this year. Another Game Boy Color revival, Extreme Sports from Way Forward. It's also that nobody asked Switch. for. I prefer Sigma Star Delta, but you know, Namco has the rights apparently. Uh, Ease Origin, uh, which they're doing now, you can pre-order. I think they, for four weeks. That started uh, July eighth, the day of the show. They apparently, pretty, they had pretty big gets, some pretty cool stuff. Apparently, I uh, follow him on Twitter, so I think uh, Josh updated something today. He said that he just signed his biggest contract ever. I think it was 26 pages for a game that he wanted to put on the show, but they just signed it today. So he said they couldn't announce it in time. Wow. Somebody had asked how long how long those pages normally are. He says they're typically just six pages, so whatever he signed was pretty big. So. What is that? He didn't give any hints. He just said that uh, he'll announce it some other time. Hmm. So Interesting. Apparently, Apparently a lot of stipulations with this release, so that and maybe a lot of copyrights. License? Some sort of weird old license? Possibly. Could be the Scott Pilgrim thing that we might get during this uh, Ubisoft thing, since uh, Ubisoft keeps throwing shade to it as well. Yeah. The UB forever or whatever they call it? The Sunday, yeah. That is this Sunday? It is the yeah. Sunday. I should have put that in news. Well, I guess it'll come around with one of those stories. And then uh, I know you put on there for news for uh, Far Cry 6. Yep. Did you look at those details on how to get the upgrade to PS5? No. It has to be digital. Nowhere in there it says you have to have a physical oh, copy. Oh, do that to us. Get ready. It has, has to be a digital PS4 copy. 
Nope. Then you get the free upgrade to PS5. I was looking at the the fine print, and nowhere on there says they'll do it with the disc. I'll let you buy both and give me the buddy code out of the whichever box. It doesn't matter. I'm still waiting in the, the original room for you to jump on in Far Cry 4. So. <laughs> Far Cry 4. <laughs> PS, when we PS4. saw it at that PlayStation event. <laughs> um, PS4 has been up there since the last four or five years. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm in that room. It's just me there. Every time somebody jumps in, I'm like, no, get the fuck out. It's not for you. Get out. That's where you disappear to go look for. Get out of my room. Yeah, but I had to go do that and check and make sure I was still on Halo 2 and original Xbox Live. um, I don't think we've talked about it on air have you seen that project about bringing back Xbox Live for all the games just having the servers back up oh yeah oh yeah yeah that pro I I can't remember the name of it Um, it's like Project Phoenix or something but it'll just work it spoofs each one of those and just and just lets it run Project Project Invictus are you looking it up Cesar I am not. I'm, oh God! I, I'm Please. following the news. Please, so I can stop stumbling through this. Uh oh, my monitor uh, went out. Well, while you're looking at that, if oh. um, y'all have probably seen, there's a um, kind of a YouTuber, um, modern vintage gamer. Yeah. Have y'all watched any of his stuff? Because uh, he's. Uh, he's he's done a lot of interesting stuff with homebrew um, over the years and emulation, porting uh, games like Outrun to a lot of different systems uh, over homebrew. Mm-hmm. And he actually tweeted that he worked, he's working uh, or had been working a long time with uh, WayForward and Limited Run to get Shantae emulated for the Switch. Awesome. So that's that's actually pretty cool that. There's somebody like that working with these guys to make sure they can get these games re-released to the public. Because especially, yes, the original Shantae is... It's I, like $400, right? Yeah. It's absolutely this, uh, ridiculous. This original Xbox Live I was talking about is called the Insignia Project. And uh, I think it was news on one of the weeks that we were working through the uh, shutdown and absolutely couldn't do anything, so... That's why I didn't get around to that, but Kotaku has the story on that one. Uh, Next up, your PlayStation Plus titles for July, which are up now, I believe, are NBA 2K20, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-Year Celebration, which is a weird name for a game, and Erica is your bonus game. I know Cesar was a big fan of Erica when it came out. I did. I got to get the rest of the endings. So these are three good games. Everybody go get your games. And also, this... um article from Forbes you have pulled up says mm-hmm. we actually get another bonus as well uh, that we'll get some kind of free PS4 theme at some point. I don't think they've announced. I think when it's will up. We get that. It's it is up, up now. There's, there's a, not a lot to it. Like there's no music or anything. It's just kind of a thank you for 10 years and it's just things in the background. I saw a GIF preview of it and it was like nope. I've got my 20th anniversary theme and I'm happy with that. I use the Tifa Butterfinger theme still. (laughs) (laughs) Cesar's thinking. I'll probably switch to Ghost of Tsushima next week. No, no, I don't know. I think I'm on that. uh... I don't even know what the fuck I'm on. I always change my themes all the time. So it just depends. Uh, You eventually get bored of uh, whatever music is playing in the background. As long as it's not that twangy uh, PS4 guitar one. (laughs) I never never use that one anymore. The doom, 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 doom. 
Somebody's over there playing chimes. They're going in like it's a new age uh, music concert. We've actually got a lot of Sony news tonight. This comes from Dean Takahashi at VentureBeat. This was the most up-to-date article when this broke. Uh, Sony invests $250 million in Fortnite maker Epic Games. Sony's invested $250 million for a minority stake in Fortnite maker Epic Games. The company's announced today with the new money, Epic Games has raised $1.83 billion. Uh, Dean points out that the close relationship has been underscored by the that Epic uh, when they unveiled the new Unreal Engine 5. They were they were uh, trumpeting the fact that it was playing on PlayStation 5 hardware. Yeah, I think uh, they mentioned on that Sony primarily invested on there because they were trying to use them for the other multimedia aspects of also doing uh, movies, TV shows, and music using their uh, engine as well, especially since everything that's going on the way it is. So they're they're kind of seeing the long game with that. Yeah, it's not just gaming-wise. I think that's why Sony invested in on PlayStation. So Yeah. Epic is, uh, is an interesting story. I didn't think when when they lost gears, I was like, what is this now? Like, what is this studio even just an unreal factory, but we found out. Yeah. And it shows that, I mean, cause it, let's say this article does have it in here, uh, back in 2012, how, uh, Tencent spent, um, 330 million of investment, uh, into, uh, into Epic games and their uh, ownership stake was 40%, or is 40%. But, you know, Sony spent 250 mil, and they got 1.4%. Uh, Oof. Does it say what their share is worth now? The, the original Tencent one? Um, I'm looking. I don't see it in here. They're doing okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're they're doing real good. But yeah, that just shows forty percent. Yeah, that just shows that the value of their of their stock has has gone up. Um, since I mean, two thousand twelve, it's not even been ten years. Speaking of Sony and Japan and Sony games. Candy Crush Saga creator King has revealed a new free-to-play mobile game for Android and iOS featuring the goofy orange marsupial Crash Bandicoot. This comes from The Verge and Taylor Lyles. I think we talked about this rumor like months ago. Mm-hmm. But it is official. It's a it's a Crash Bandicoot infinite runner, which I think Crash fits this formula perfectly. I had my fun with Temple Run back in the day. Uh, but it uses, you know, the wampum fruit and all that kind of stuff. And the Ooga Booga. <laughs> it actually looks good. I watched yeah. the trailer. I'm sure it'll be free to start, so I'll try it and see what it's like. I've spent more on games. I've played less. So that is Crash Bandicoot on the run, which The Verge notes. Players are once again tasked with stopping recurring series antagonist Dr. Neo Cortex from taking control of the multiverse. You won't be required to play as the titular character. Instead, you can customize your own Bandicoot as you progress through familiar stages and fight enemies from past installments. That's what was keeping me away from this game. Now that I can uh, build my Bandicoot. You're me? You're me yep. to coot? Yep. 
the ball headed bandicoot that's like, yeah, it's me, I'm in the game. And then I'll just <laughs> no, play that. <laughs> no. Not like that damn Olympic tennis game. <laughs> Look yeah. at me, I'm in the game. <laughs> I'll just make the Witcher. I'll have Geralt running through there. <laughs> it's Witcher time. Geralt bandicoot. Uh, next up, this is probably the, the headliner news for me because I know everybody was clamoring for this one. Uh, Nintendo's been kind of quiet on their Nintendo Switch Online titles recently. And we finally got a heavy hitter. And that is, of course, uh, 1994's Natsume Championship Wrestling. Yep, that's what we always wanted. Uh, which is a U.S. conversion of a Super Nintendo wrestling game with its Japanese licensing removed. And NES favorite, The Immortal. Which looks like it's published by... EA. EA, yeah. Somebody was uh, whining and saying that's part one of their seven games coming to Switch. And the truck is starting, <laughs> they're like starting up one off the monkey's paw. That's what they were saying. I like that. Uh, no, the big one, of course, is Donkey Kong Country, the original Super Nintendo classic. So I've been looking for a game to, and there's already several on there. I've been looking for a game to stream and do the online multiplayer and do the switching back and forth type thing with. And I would love to try that with one of y'all with Donkey Kong Country. I think that would make for a good stream. If we want to get this together one day. We don't have to beat the game. Just play. We can play that first world pretty quick. Yeah. And then do Winky's Walkway. <laughs> I can play Winky's walk and Walkway in my sleep. I know the perfect path. Every jump, I'm golden on Winky's Walkway. I would play it over and over because you got the frog. And I'm like, yes. I can jump higher. <laughs> a cool it's thing that they did. A cool thing that they did when they announced this, too, is they put out those videos on their YouTube channel showing, like, the little cheats you could do, how you could um, spam uh, with Diddy Kong and, and jump on a certain cool. person and get Diddy Kong's a bunch extra of lives. lives. Yeah. yeah. You could start the game with 50 lives, and then there was that uh, the other one they showed where you put in the code uh, at the beginning um, before you even get into the game and you get to this practice level. And all that was, it was really cool to see them do that. I've never done that stuff that they put in those videos in that game. No. It was neat stuff. Everybody loves Donkey Kong Country. And this program, I mean, they're, they're adding games to it, and they haven't subtracted any, to my knowledge, right? None of them have been removed from the service? Not yet. Uh, that's a plus. That or they weren't worth shit to begin with, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, you and I played the hell out of wrestling. Oh, for the NES? We, mm. loved, we fell in love with wrestling. We didn't know it was that good of a game. We had so much fun with it for no reason. It was a surprise hit. Uh, speaking of surprise hits, Sega's Astro City Mini is a tiny arcade cabinet coming to a Japanese store near you. This also comes from The Verge. Um, it is a mini Astro uh, City cabinet. It's that familiar black and green and white layout. Features titles such as Alien Syndrome, Oof. Alien Storm, Oof. Golden Axe, Oof. Golden Axe, The Revenge, Revenge, Revenge of Death Adder, Oof. Columns, ah. Two, Oh, Oh, You sound like the uh, You sound like the Vince McMahon meme. <laughs> as I named these. That's what I was going for. <laughs> Uh, Dark Edge, which I looked that one up. That's like a 2D on a 3D plane. I've never heard of that before. It looks wild. It looks like a dark edge, right? It's the darkest of edges. Yeah. Uh, puzzle and action, Taint R. Taint R. 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> tank. Like, oh, I've got something playing the taint. I'm in it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Virtual Fighter, which we all know and love. Fantasy Zone and Altered Beast. So, so the form factor. Go ahead. So uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I plunged all the monies on Amazon Japan. I pre-ordered mine. You're jumping on the Astro City mini cabinet? Yeah. What title on there has you most uh, antanticipated? Uh, you had me a tank, but outside of that, um, Alter oh my Beast. It's not, oh yeah, I love Alter Beast. Fantasy Zone. Great, Fantasy Zone's good, but no, uh, it's um, you, it slips my mind. You just said it. it's the only uh, version that you can play outside of the arcades. The Revenge of Death Adder. Revenge of Death Adder. Golden Axe. Golden Access. I don't know why the name popped out of my head, but there it goes. So it looks a lot like listeners just imagine the Neo, Geni- Neo Geo Mini that came out. It's the same form factor. It looks like it runs off of a battery pack, that type thing. But it also has a spot for battery, which is different than the Neo Geo one. But I think it's supposed to be 30-something games. That's only the first 10, right? That is cool. Uh, Sega says the, switch, the stick uses proper micro switches, so it should be a lot more satisfying to use. There's an HDMI out on the back as well as two USB-A ports, a micro USB port, and a headphone jack. Unfortunately, there's no word on whether it'll have a built-in battery, which I think has been debunked since then. Because people saw the thing on the back. Yeah, what am I going to do? Just pull that out when I'm in the local Domino's. I'm like, time to play this Virtua Fighter. Here's my Astro Mini. Check it out. Jump on this bitch with me. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Brent, any interest in the Astro Mini? Oh, Astro yeah. City Mini? This thing looks real, real good. It's more intriguing than the, the Neo Geo one. I just yeah. I feel like if that Neo Geo one had come out maybe 10 years ago, five years ago, before we, you know, Neo Geo, when, especially when, like when I was in retail, it was just this, it was this vaunted, holy collection that you could never get a hold of unless you had this ridiculous console or you had this ridiculous arcade cabinet that played the exact same giant tape. You know, it was just this elusive library. And there's so many places to play those games now. It just, and when the reviews came out of that Neo Geo Mini and it didn't look great over HDMI and the the sticks weren't clicky and it just, and it's kind of been reflected in sales because I think you can get it for like 25, 30 bucks now on sale instead of the, the hundred it came out at. Oh yeah, it's been dropping. I think they are—they're done pulling out their uh, monthly releases on that thing they were doing every so often. Those quarterly ones, yeah. Yeah. which is not necessarily a sign of quality because the Genesis one has has seen price drops too, and that's a hell of a package. So, has the yeah, Turbo I, Graphics ever gone back in stock? Have you seen it pop up? I uh, have not. I've been looking. I'll let you know when I see that one, like I did the Ring Fit. All right, did you, you have probably, something you wanted to add, Brant? Sorry, Susser. You could probably just do what I did, or not what I did, but you could probably just uh, order from Amazon Japan. Apparently, they got all three regions in there still. Hmm. And it'll be here uh, Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's shipping. No joke, man. Have you ever ordered from Amazon Japan, Brant? No, I've never we used joke, uh, dude, We Amazon joke about Japan. on the podcast. That shit is fucking fast. It's like it's, it, it's, it's, it's here. Yeah, it's fucking next day. I get it quicker uh, from Japan than I do from America. <laughs> shit. That's and not it's more joke. reliable. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And it's packaged like perfectly. It's like a huge ass box, and it's fully wrapped in there, and it's like it's completely wrapped, and you can't, it won't fucking move. Yeah, they have it on Amazon Japan. It's uh, so the cheapest one is you can get the European PC Engine version for uh, ten thousand yen, which is a hundred bucks. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's about a hundred dollars. That's what MSRP is here, so might be a little bit more. $102, yeah. It's good. But they have all three regions on the uh, Amazon Japan. All right, we'll move on to the Microsoft um, Xbox Series X game event. There were rumors kicking around when we talked about it last week. Like, there was a week pinpointed, and then someone came out. I think it was Jeff Grubb said June 23rd. But it is official. Xbox has confirmed it. It is. Uh, I looked it up already. I believe it's a Thursday at 12 o'clock p.m. I was kind of hoping we could do a live stream of sorts and kind of do a reaction as we watch together. But that's probably not going to be possible middle of the day. I can tell you now I have a meeting that day at that time. It's just, it's a bloody um, – Let me. Uh, I don't know if anybody from work listens to this. So it's a wonderful meeting I have to have during lunchtime. Yeah. Let me go. just cover all bases. Yeah. It was – they're all productive. None of the it's meetings not, could have been taken care of via email. They all have nope. to be. <laughs> uh, it was uh, my name was in the required section. Uh, it wasn't in the optional section like three lucky individuals who had it as optional. I had it as required and I <laughs> had to uh, accept. <laughs> uh, so we're going to see uh, they've confirmed we're going to see some Halo Infinite campaign. Kampana. I think that's it. This Psychonauts 2. What? This Halo Kapana. Uh, what do you What do you guys think we'll see? Let's do a little bit of speculation. I know some stuff's gonna leak. I, I don't know at this point because it's that whole game that Sony and Microsoft's playing. Where you, you saw that thing where they said Sony hold off some games on their show to rebuttal this. Now, Mike, they said Microsoft's doing the same thing. So, because remember they said they're not gonna show the, the the game from the collective now. Which is the rumor was that perfect, perfect dark uh, reboot. So right, but that, what was that going to be anyways? The I think it's the initiative, and they they that all initiative, yeah, not the collective, you're right. Yeah. They were built last year, right? So I don't think whatever they had would be super far along, right? It's, I think it said two years. Uh, right. So I, I, they would just do it as a teaser, and they I, th- I think somebody said that that's what they're working on, but they're kicking around the idea if it'll be with that Microsoft rebuttal or they'll just save it for the Game Awards. It says it's going to be one of the two. Because they said, well, no matter what they're going to show us, it's going to be like, hey, we're making this. Get excited. Microsoft has had great, great reactions and feedback from Game Awards. That's kind of been, they've honed in on that a little bit. Man, I just want Halo. I'm, it's simple for me. I'm going to keep the bar low. Just I'm in such a Halo mode right now, and that is my most anticipated title outside of probably Ghost of Tsushima. So, I, man, just I, show I, me some Halo. Give me reassurance that it, it's the Halo that I've been enjoying playing every Friday and Saturday night. I think the biggest thing we'll see is we'll probably see some more. Uh, they'll pick up some more studios. So I think that'll be the biggest thing because if they're going for this game pass and they're going to have to do it like Netflix where they have to buy as many studios as they can so they can keep the content flowing. First party wise. Normally I'd be down with that. I think that's a great idea, but this is not, this isn't that type of showcase. I would think this is not the time where you say we've bought. Well, I don't know if you say you bought Warner brothers. That's one thing, but. People want to see games at this point. You got a new box that's going to be expensive as hell coming out this fall. You got to show people what they're going to play on it. You got to remember that they that now's any good time because they don't have E3 anymore. So whatever news they give out is good news. You want people to buy a new box because they know the new games are coming. You got new studios going to make new games. I mean, you got people like yeah, Game Pass is great, but you still got you still got people bitching about there's no first party games for that console. Well, if they buy more studios, hey, we got more of these people making these more of these games. They'll be coming soon. That's the selling point. 
Because on the flip side of what I'm talking about, the game I'm most anticipated for is is playable on the current Xbox system that we already own yeah. with no issues. Because I, I don't think it's trying to – they're trying to pull people that don't play Xbox right now. I don't think they really are that concerned about the ecosystem people because they're going to come over. So uh, I don't think it matters. You're going to play Halo anyways. They're trying to right. get somebody who's going to choose between PS5 and Xbox Series X. They're trying to get those people over. So I, I don't I don't think the show's really for us. So, I mean, those people are going to buy Xbox are going to buy Xbox anyways. They're, they're trying to pull – those people who are either on the fence or were like, eh, I'm not sure who I'll do, or this is my first time in gaming, or you know. What do you think, Brant? What are your uh, what are your thoughts on the Xbox Series X Showcase 2020? Well, this article uh, mentions it, and I've uh, I've heard it elsewhere as well, um, talking about how Microsoft recently created a Fable placeholder on Twitter, um, and they also extended um, the trademark for Fable. So there's a lot of rumors going around about, you know, maybe they'll show a new Fable or, or maybe there's a remaster remake, but it's probably going to be, if anything, I would assume a new Fable. Um, and then I think Cesar was going to mention it. He said something about Double Fine um, because we they acquired Double Fine and there was um, kind of a little, uh, I guess, a delay in them working on on Psychonauts with that transfer over, and so right. we haven't really seen much of Psychonauts too. So they'll they'll probably show some some of Psychonauts too, um, and then other than that, it's kind of up in the air. Um, they probably will show. I mean, I would I would assume some kind of racing game. We saw the new <laughs> Grand, we saw the new Gran Turismo. So uh, yeah. maybe Forza, next a gen new Forza. yeah, some kind of next gen Forza is is a big possibility but uh, yeah outside of those i i don't know i yeah i don't think we'll see much i think we'll see announcements of stuff coming in the future i mean most of the you got halo this fall you got forza this fall because that's all the usuals i'm sure they they held back battle toes for this fall because they don't have they're probably not going to have that much come out this fall so so i mean that's why a lot of a lot of their announcements is going to be towards the future I'd love to see a demonstration of the backwards compatibility. You know, maybe they pop in. Cesar, you like to bring up Lost Odyssey. Maybe they pop in Lost Odyssey, and we see how that runs with uh, HDR added and things like that, which is hard to demonstrate, you know, over a, a stream like that. But just to show, you can compare and put the screens up next to each other and compare. Native 360, here's how it looked on uh, Xbox One X, and here's the Series X. Or something... That. Or something that was across all four. That'd be awesome. Like Bloodwake. You know, here's Bloodwake playing on all four consoles. I don't think I don't I don't think we would see that. I think that'd be something like Digital Foundry would show because I can actually show it out well. Because those, those videos are usually just do 1080p, 1080p or less because of the traffic. We'll find out in two weeks. A lot of speculation until then, right? Yeah, but I think I mean I think you're right, Richard. But I think they'll they'll partner with Digital Foundry for that. Because they'll be able to explain it better about what we're seeing here and explain it to people who are interested in that. I yeah. doubt they'll show that live on the show like that. So you're not but, expecting much at all. What do, what do you? No, you I, I, everything. I, what do you think is going to be there? I, I told you what's going to be there is studio acquisitions and stuff that's coming out in the future. That's all they got. I don't think they and have Halo about this fall. Yeah, I mean Halo's going to be this fall. I don't think there's. A, we may get one or two surprises for this fall. I don't think they're going to be AAA titles though, because a lot of those studios are still year two, year three. That's going to be next year. So we'll be able to talk about it in two weeks, two weeks from now. 
kind of hope the surprises stay until then. You remember that E3 where we knew every single bit of news going into their show? But that's the E3 we were sold on it. Like, we were reading the rumors of Rare Replay. Like, what? Every Rare game on one disc? <laughs> that's when we didn't have Xbox Ones yet. We were psyched. Um, speaking of backwards compatibility, I segued myself. This comes from PlayStationLifestyle.net. I just found this, so I don't know how recent it is or anything. They just posted the news article today. A recently filed patent could indicate additional unannounced details about Sony's PS5 backward compatibility strategy and keeping its 25-year library of games alive. One of the longest-running requests throughout the years for PlayStation Faithful has been true and easy backward compatibility to little or no avail. So it's actually a series of tweets from Japanese user at Rinka underscore schedule. Reveal a newly filed patent by Sony Japan that appears to show emulation of PS1, PS2, and PS3 games onto various screens through cloud gaming and streaming. It would be easy to assume the technology in question is Sony's PlayStation Now service, which has long been rumored to be potential competition for Microsoft's own Xbox Game Pass, but never quite followed up on the promise of that potential. And that's kind of an opinion piece. According to the rough Google Translate version of these tweets, a large number of game titles across PS1, PS2, PS3, and various generations of game consoles can be stored and used via the cloud gaming library. These games can be run on a virtual machine that mimics the operating system associated with each game console. That sounds likely-ish. What do you guys think? Yeah. Even though Jim Ryan doesn't believe in old games. I think it's a big possibility. Through PS Now, you already can download and play PS1, PS2 games. You already uh, have to stream PS3. Um, I would think if they get the infrastructure, uh, it's probably easier to just stream all of them. And they, they signed that deal with Microsoft, what, last year or two years ago? Yeah. For infrastructure and stuff. So the markers are there. It's a it's a big possibility. I'd love to have an all-in-one PlayStation box. Even something with an additional add-on for UMDs. <laughs> did, Vita, did the Vita media format have a specific title? Was that called anything? Nah, I, I don't. I don't remember it being specifically called anything. It's just cartridge based. Yeah. All right. We'll know more about that later at some point too. All speculative. This is that next gen cycle gearing up. Mm-hmm. That or we we may never hear about it. You know, you put design, you file patents, but it doesn't mean you actually fall through with it sometimes. So. Or we don't ever get it over here. Like when the Vita came out, they had that PSP to Vita upgrade thing in Japan, and we never got that. So, maybe regional. I like to think a lot of that regional stuff is behind us. Like, I hear stories about that Famicom disk system thing. Like, imagine just taking that disk and just popping it in. and It's just a cool concept to me. I guess we can do that online now. But it was like a super, just like a super rental where you could rewrite your disk over and over. I thought it was cool. No, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's why Sony went through and unified all their uh, Sony Europe and Sony America and Sony Japan. So. Remember, they're not separate anymore. They're all under one entity. Worldwide Studios. With their introduction. Um, this is important to us collectors, where we like lining up our the spines of our games alphabetically. The PlayStation 5 game box design has been shown off. They, uh, they announced it via tweet, I believe it was, with a copy of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. 
And then today, Godfall, Godfall at Godfall the game, showed off their game case, which the game art looks good. Uh, it's like a, it's the image of the game with a, it seems like it's going to be a black spine for each title with a white, maybe a fourth of it at the top, a white logo that has PS5 on it in black font and the same white banner and black font on the front and a blue case like the PlayStation 4 cases we all know and love. What do you guys think about this design? It's a box. <laughs> I'm I'm not against it or or for it either way. It, it doesn't offend me in any way. I've seen some people are like, "Oh, it's so ugly." But to me, it it makes sense. They probably have millions upon millions of those clear blue uh Blu-ray cases for True. the PS4. Um and then now they're just printing a, a new a new little cover in there, and I mean it. It to me it, it makes sense. You know you have the the white background with the back uh, black PS4 or mm-hmm. PS logo and PS5 right by it in black, and that's going to mimic the look of the console. It does. It does sync with the black, white, blue motif of the console. Yeah. So to me it it, it makes sense, it, it, and it looks fine. So, I wondered if reminiscent of the PS3 games, if they were going to lean into the ultra 4K Blu-ray marketing, if they were going to lean into that a little bit somewhere on the box art, but it, that doesn't look to be the case. Cesar, what do you think about the black, white, and blue? It's fine. I mean, they could have done like you said, done the ultra 4K Blu-ray cases, which are black. So, which I think, typically, which I think would have been better. Overall, but, the the black on the white on the black would have looked better. I, I kind of want to see this and hold it. And I don't know. It's kind of a big, it's kind of a big deal <laughs> to me, but I've gotten used to everything else. It's not like I've decided I'm not going to display these, but it doesn't jump out. Like our, our most recent console launch was the switch. And I saw that and it was like, all right, this is like a PSP sized case. It's real thin, you know, get a ton on the shelf. It's just real clean looking. But uh, this does the spines of these doesn't look bad. It's, it's almost reminiscent of, have you guys seen the pal PS2 games? where they didn't get custom artwork on the side. It was always just like a white banner with black font and the PS2 logo on the side. It reminds me of that PAL uh, PS2 image almost. We shall see. It'll be exciting to see them on on store shelves. I think the most shocking thing in game cases for generations at this point, outside of like the Saturn and Sega CD having those glass, not glass, but those big plastic honking window things, is uh, Xbox One games being on the left side of the case? That always throws me off. I'm like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Something different, right? All right. Somebody else take this Far Cry story. My throat's getting uh, sore. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much all. Uh, I don't have to look at it. I can just tell you. It's pretty <laughs> much PlayStation Store leaked out an image of Far Cry. Uh, they just uh, then Ubisoft went out and confirmed it. I think they made a reference to Breaking Bad in there and said you'll see more in the Ubisoft board. So, because that actor's a Breaking Bad actor, mm-hmm. Giancarlo Esposito, and it seems like there's an image out there of him and a uh, like a young man, and people have connected the cut in the eyebrow to that villain from Far Cry Three. Yeah, boss. You seen the internet sleuths putting that together? So that's the theory. It is a prequel to three. There's a pre-order bonus. Cesar, I think you uh, 
you touched on the most important part is the PlayStation 5 upgrade path is not very bandwidth friendly, I would say. Yes, this upgraded PlayStation 5 version, this digital Far Cry 6 PlayStation 4 game gives you access to the corresponding Far Cry 6 PlayStation 5 digital version at no additional cost when available. It requires a PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 5 digital edition, a PS network registration, additional storage, broadband internet connection, and may incur bandwidth usage fees. I don't see anything with a disc, uh, just everything on the screen is digital, so I guess we'll get more information and clarity on how they're going to do their their upgrades. So, I mean, they could be doing free upgrades for digital, and then they are assuming that people are going to buy physical copies for the PS5 since they're offering it for PS4 and PS5. So, It says requires additional storage. What do you think that means? I mean, you know, it's an upgrade. It's just like any other patch you do on there. I mean, if you're all digital, oh, I, I don't think it matters. So the reference, I think, is additional storage for the the upgrade versus the the regular one. Like, if you bought the PlayStation Four one and it's sixty gigs, don't expect it not to be whatever the the next amount is for PlayStation Five. I get it. Um, Tencent, an exclusive talks to acquire Leiu Technologies. They heard Cesar adding that story about Sony potentially going after them to the news last week and directly went after them. <laughs> yep, so all it is, I think they got an exclusive uh, deal, uh, I think, for three months that they can discuss on where Tencent can purchase Layu Technologies. So as of right now, Tencent is the front runner. It doesn't mean that a deal will go through. It just means that they have three months to work something out. So they could be both walk away from the table. So it's kind of like a... I promise to like a first look for both of them. So like an exclusive negotiating rights preview. Basically. And I guess and that, that gives lay you a chance to see what their value of the company is. So if the Tencent does walk away, they'd be like, well, this is what we feel. So if anybody else comes to the table, I'm sure that's the dollar amount they're going to carry over for anybody else. So. And as you mentioned last week, I think the big get for them is uh, Warframe studio, digital extremes. Uh, that which accounts for $175 million or 80% of revenue generated in 2019. Actually, what, uh, that would also work out for Tencent, too, since they would acquire Anthem Games, which is a publisher in the United States, since they just opened up their Tencent studios in L.A. So that could be yeah. why they're getting it and get that distributor and publisher as well to do That's their right. games. Athlon Games, and you mentioned uh, Gears Tactics developer Splash Damage last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like every Microsoft uh, multiplayer developer is in that. <laughs> All their certain, map makers. Certain affinity, yeah. Their forge. All right, uh, Brent, you want to take this last one? Microsoft eyeing up purchase of WV Interactive to develop Xbox exclusives from Tech sure. Radar. Sure thing. And Stephen so, Lambrex. He used to work for IGN. I watched one of his reviews today. Kind of a throwback. Go ahead, Brent. So it says for the, uh, the last two years, Microsoft has been aggressively... Uh, uh, purchasing game studios uh, and that's obviously just in an effort to boister their own first party studios Uh, and then it says according to information Microsoft is now looking at the possibility of acquiring acquiring Warner Brothers Interactive um, following report from CNBC Um, and they're Considering selling AT&T is considering selling Warner Brothers uh, game d- 
division for around four billion in an effort to reduce around uh, one uh, hundred and fifty-four billion that it has in debt. Mm. So, if they would get WB uh, games, they would have um, the access to IPs like uh, the Legos, um, Harry Potter, um, Batman, Mortal Kombat, um, and things like that, which would now be Xbox exclusive titles, which would which would be a pretty big get for Xbox if they if they went through with this deal. Breathing down their necks. Yeah, I think uh, somebody just pointed out, like, it's since they're just doing the similar thing like uh, Netflix does, you know, they just they're purchasing up studios to keep content coming. I mean, what you want to avoid is uh, when you have your uh, game passes, you don't want to sit there and, and license out content from other companies because you're going to pull in less revenue and then it requires right. you to pay more money. So if they purchase these studios, I mean, you may not get all those IPs. You may get an exclusive deal for those IPs uh, for a limited time which may help with your game pass in the beginning, but what they really need those studios for is so they can basically what you want to get enough studios for you releasing one or two new games a month that keep people on that whole game pass program versus oh. people waiting to like, Oh, I'll just not, I'll just wait till Halo comes out and I'll jump back on again. Or I'll wait till this game comes out. And I'll jump back on again. Xbox originals. Like you're referencing the Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I think uh, Gmatsu put out an article uh, saying that um, Phil said he, he has no, um, he didn't get anything from the Microsoft CEO about slowing down on purchasing studios. They just told him just um, they can buy as much as they want as long as they can hold over leadership on it and integrate them well. Yeah, they don't, he's going to keep at it. They don't want them just sitting there just buying people at random. So they just want them like they ha- have a plan and integrate them into their culture very well. So. Uh, I guess if they feel like they got everybody boarded well enough on their recent acquisitions, they may go ahead and do this WB's one, which adds about another six or seven studios. So that's a good, it's uh, a good thing to scoop them up all at one time instead of cherry picking. Yeah, they're all they're all seasoned veterans. I mean, Monolith, you get Fear, you get the Fear IP, you get the whole uh, Midway IPs catalog. I mean, you get a lot of IPs you can put in that Game Pass. So. Just got to get another company to handle out there. Probably do some emulators to do the old school games and go through and see what you can got. And, I mean, that's kind of like what they did with NXL and uh, Obsidian. They went through and released all like the Bard's Tales, the old original ones from PC. They they put them on there and threw them in Game Pass. So since they acquired them, they just took a lot of their back catalog from the last twenty or thirty years and slowly been integrating their Game Pass. So they just uh, hired outside studios to do it. I think um, Chrome Studios does a lot of that work for them. The ones that do the tie that. Tasmanian, or no? Oh yeah, yeah. Tie the Tasmanian, yeah. Or KO the kangaroo. KO the kangaroo, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. Uh, you're right. You're you're right. The whole the whole trend is is shifting to filling out that Game Pass library and, and keeping people invested in that ser- in that ultimate service. With content engagement. Yeah, without having to go third party because you know eventually at some point third party is going to be like EA. They're going to have their own service at some point. EA or Ubisoft. They're not going to be. It's like like what we're doing now. I mean, you got Universal comes out with their service, HBO or Warner Brothers came out with theirs last month. So eventually the big studios are going to come out with their own. So you don't want to have to sit there and keep paying money. Yep. All right. Did y'all want to add anything to news or are we going to wrap up news? I think we're good. You mentioned the Assassin's Creed thing. 
Do you want to run it down, Brent? I didn't read anything about it. All right. Yeah, I've uh, I've got it pulled up here, or I did. Um, Assassin's Creed news outside of their studio head being dismissed. Yeah. So, essentially, what happened was earlier this week, um, the new game Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla had a um, pretty sizable leak um let's see here here we go so the article i'm looking at comes from uh ign um and about 30 minutes of uh gameplay of, of a boss fight was okay. leaked uh-oh i think the feedback's on Cesar's part where he set his headset yeah he set his headset down <laughs> it's all good um so anyway, um, the fight revolves around uh, basically characters um, from, what was it? It's a Shakespeare, lots of Shakespeare references. Um, so it was just one scene that leaked? like, And how did it come out? Was it a server breach or developer leaked it? Or does this article say? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking through the article. The fur- the footage has um, has a work in progress tag uh, embedded on the screen, um, and yeah, it's it's definitely developer footage. They mm-hmm. don't really say uh, exactly where the leak came from, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a 30 minute video that revolved around this uh, apparently pretty big boss fight. Um, and like it says, work in progress meant it didn't look great. You could definitely tell it was just a of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was not something that was intended to go up. So uh, I would assume it's it, it's someone on a, on the developer end um, played and somebody shared it that shouldn't have. I mean, it's probably right. just that simple. And then the the article again brings up we talked about it uh, earlier uh, that this Sunday July twelfth uh, they'll they have uh, Ubisoft will have their big show so we'll probably As we were trying to get around to we will probably see um, actual actual gameplay uh, of some type. I don't know if it'll be the exact same. It probably won't be the exact same um, scene that was was leaked, uh, but I would assume they they show a pretty sizable amount of gameplay because I know there's there's a good bit of hype around this game, and they've already gotten flack before when they said, "Oh, you know, watch the Microsoft show to see exclusive oh, gameplay." That did not go well. <laughs> and then it was the right same trailer. <laughs> it was basically the same the trailer. Time. Yeah. Exclusive gameplay. Assassin's Creed Valhalla running on Xbox Series X. What is that thing called? Is it Ubi Play? That's their uh, that's Ubi their Ford. thing. Ubi yeah, Ubi, Ubisoft Ford Conference. Called Ubi Ford. All right, so that's a decent little preview for that. July twelfth. Oh God, time zones. Yeah, that, I think that's Pacific. I think, I think they mentioned whatever that Valhalla stuff that leaked out. Somebody had mentioned this. Uh, that was all. Most of it was alpha or beta development. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
said that it said it looked rough. And they said uh, I think whoever somebody who recognized it said it was like uh, it wasn't the final version. So probably like several months old. They were saying maybe even a year or so. Ooh, I like seeing stuff like that. Like there's YouTube channels like Beta sixty four and uh, Yuri of the Wind. I think is the guy that digs up the old from like old trade show videos and stuff like that. Like you know Earthbound sixty four and stuff that just never came about or early builds of games like uh, Zelda 64, how that looked before Ocarina kind of took shape. All right, so Ubisoft Forward is July 12th. 8.30 p.m. CEST, is that Central Standard? <laughs> so is this, is this the part of the show where we're all going to play that game where we're just going to keep naming games that they're not going to announce that we want them to announce? Just Dance. Well, we know they're going to announce that, but I thought we were just going to go like, all right, we know they're not going to announce uh, Splinter Cell. We know they're not going to do Prince of Persia. We know they're not going to do uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. I'm out. Um, I don't care. These are all my favorites. We know they're not going to do another Rayman Origins. Uh, let's keep going. UbiArt. they got to use <laughs> UbiArt for something. They'll use it for the Valiant War 2 or whatever that is. Um, let's just go down the list of other Ubisoft games. That, uh, Heroes of Might and Magic. Let's go. Let's keep going. Steep. <laughs> Steep 2. Yep. Steeper. It's the the sad things we part we'll get a steep two. <laughs> we took the Prince of Persia team and we made steep two what y'all wanted. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they just spin them off into something else though? I have no idea at this point. Oh, that uh, yeah, that battle royale game. Oh yeah, what yeah. It was called. We talked about. I it still last don't. Week. E- we talked about it. I still don't even know what it looks like at all. I've not watched a stream or anything. We'll get that uh that pirates game that's going to be officially canceled part by then. So skulls and bones or whatever it's called. They keep it's been supposed to come out five or six years ago. Skulls and bones. Uh, just play Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I enjoyed my time with Black Flag. They could announce uh, a port of those other games, Assassin's Creed games that haven't come to Switch. That might be a safe bet. Yeah, it's possible. The, the Ezio games. Ooh. Ezio collection for Switch. Safe I'd bet. buy them. I'd buy them. I just can't think of 2021 for Wii. I can't think of anything else they're going to do other than the same bullshit. It's going to be some game as a service, Ghost Recon, another Just Dance. Did they ever make sports games? Were they ever in the sports game mix? Uh, they might have been right when the Wii era was, but it was probably the generic sports, like whatever Racket was or Racket's random bullshit. Deca Sports. Was that yeah. them that made Deca Sports for Connect? So on that note, Ubisoft is... is famous even for being alongside a console launch you know supporting you know three or four titles at console launch i'm sure assassin's creed will be their big one for these two and they've already started outline that i guess to not sabotage uh, valhalla sales on ps4 and xbox one but maybe a, a sort of revival of an old property for new consoles or no i think they'll play it safe uh we already got far cry uh six coming on there um they're they'll supposed focus to do the- on that and Assassin's Creed. I uh, imagine we'll get a Division 2 port um, with some new content. I would imagine they are supposed to relaunch Ghost uh, Recon Wildlands. I uh, imagine we'll get the 2.0 relaunch with the new console. Break, Breakpoint. Yeah. Uh, then we'll probably get a Just Dance. That Rainbow, that Rainbow Six Siege successor, the one in space. Uh, was it... Um, I don't know. I forgot what it was called. It has something to do with... Um, like quarantine, I forgot what it was. It was something, it is something that. like that. Yeah. That In space, no one name. can hear you siege. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I, I, I don't think we'll get those uh, special launches anymore like they used to do where they give us a whole bunch of random shit like uh, Rabbids TV or those weird one-offs, Raymond, Raymond, Rabbids or something like that. So. They were cool, though, and they would always sell. You know, they would get those immediate sales at launch because there wasn't anything else to get. And then, you know, there were some good games that snuck through there, like Rabbids. That Rabbids franchise launched on Wii. It was a surprise hit. I would just be happy they remastered Prince of Persia, but I doubt we'll get that. The original three? Any, any, any of the original uh, Prince of Persia. <laughs> You're like, just give me any Prince of Persia. Just show that it's alive. I'm happy. Or Splinter Cell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I think we'll probably get it safe. We probably won't get like a good Ubi stuff until a year or two into the new console. So when they to start be honest, going, though with like ray tracing advancements and, and lighting and particles and the things that you can do with next-gen hardware, I really, really want to see a Splinter Cell this generation. I remember, you know, seeing that game on the Xbox and seeing the light come through like the, you know, the chain link fence and be separated under between all the different chain links and just the dust particles and stuff that would be in that game. It was just mind-blowing when it came out. And I would love to see that, that type of game, I think, would really illustrate ray tracing and stuff like even Quake 2, they'll show off Quake 2 with ray tracing. I'm just like, what am I, you know, what am I looking at? It's a really fancy mid-90s PC game. I'd love to see something with, you know, Sam Fisher sneaking along and the lights coming through fabric. And you see, you can legit see the effect of the light through a, a you know, shirt hanging on the um, clotheslines. You know, that kind of stuff. That's what I have in mind. All, all I want is that, uh, that rumored uh, Tomb Raider collection. That's all I want. By Ubisoft? No, from uh, Square Enix, the one that they leaked out earlier yesterday. What would that What would that include? I did not see this, but I'm intrigued. It, it is called the True Edition, which is Tomb Raider Ultimate Edition, which includes every Tomb Raider game. Every Apparently Tomb Raider game? From the original PS1 all the way up, yeah. Apparently wow. It, a, it leaked out on some kind of a media thing where it listed out coming on all consoles and Stadia. And it, it looked legit... And I think the the announcement date was supposed to be August or something like that. But it was wow. called uh, it's called True Edition or something like that. True Raider. Tomb Raider Ultimate Edition, yeah. So. Tomb Raider Ultimate Edition, I see. True, yeah. The rumor is true. It seems too easy. All right, we're an hour in. Y'all ready to jump to games played? You can. I will Let's kick us play. off with my one title. I have managed to over the past week. Well, I played some more Halo, but I don't have to touch on that. I have managed to stick with, over the past week, Nintendo Switch Physical Fitness Hit, Ring Fit Adventure. I'm hooked on it, man. That game's a lot of fun. I don't think I talked a lot on like what you do in the game last time. Brant, you had ordered it. Have you tried it out yet? Uh, I plan to tomorrow. Okay. So it is... like I knew there were RPG elements in it, but the a lot of the workouts... 90% of the workouts are RPG battles. But instead of pressing, I, I know I mentioned this last week, press A to stairs. But you'll press A to pick a, a exercise you want to do. And you'll do sets of those to attack the enemies. And um, the only thing I don't get, Cesar, you're more into fitness than I've ever been. So I'm curious what this does. There is a move when the enemy is attacking you. I think they use it as sort of a cooldown. But they'll have you grab the ring and pull it to your your abdomen and it's supposed to be like an ab lock or something and they say don't use your arms use your stomach but i'm like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just kind of pulling that thing into me 
are you supposed to like tighten your core? Like what is the, yeah, do you know just, the concept behind that? Just, it's just a core exercise. I said, I mean, you, you're supposed to use your muscles kind of like how you do planks. You're supposed to use the core from your abs and not for the rest of your body. Cause if you okay. do it from your arms or your legs, when you do planks, you're, you're not doing it right. So you only use those to look, pivot. I might have to look that one up and just see, see a better way, like a better way to use that muscle group. Uh, I unlocked a new exercise to do, and it was like a, it's almost like a crunch, but you sit down on your butt, and you have your arms behind you, and you bring your knees up to your chest, and you hold it, and the the left Joy-Con that you have strapped to your left leg, it'll sense when it's up, and you have to hold that for a certain amount of time, and then lower your legs to, like, attack to activate the thing. And it's real cool. It's almost like specials in, in other games where you have cooldown timer. So, like, if I like that exercise, I can't keep doing that one for the next one. It'll have a cooldown of one move. I've got to pick something else. Like, there's a overhead push where you you push that resistance ring together. Um, there's one you do below you with that. Uh, there's squats where you'll you'll squat down and, and raise the ring above your head. But, it, you know, each exercise on its own, you're like, that doesn't seem like much. But as you're doing them over and over and over and the, the squeezing of that resistance ring, like, that little piece of plastic's got some, it's got some push to it. And there's times when you're pull, so they'll switch it up on you. It's just real good at exercising all kind of different things. And uh, I also failed to mention there is a stretch period before each workout and a cool down period where they, they'll walk you through uh, stretches to get limbered up. And I've actually, there were two days this past week I didn't play ring fit because I didn't have time to get up there before I had to, I had to physically go into the office. And I actually did some of those stretches, not as slowly as they pace you out to do them but like i liked just the way they'll limber you up and get you moving it seems like it's well researched and there, there's advice at the end of each workout you know you're adding lean muscle by doing this and that and it's just been great and i'm i'm immediately sweating i'm sore i'll do the uh they're called like chair crunches or something like i'm sitting in a chair and i'll have to raise the ring and press and lower and that kind of stuff. And man, when I go downstairs after doing that, it's like I'm holding on to the banister. My my legs are wobbling. I, I got jelly. So it's doing something. And the production value on top of everything is just it's great. You run in between the exercises. You'll pull the band. Uh, you press it to like blow puffs of air at grass to get coins. And you turn. Have I spent the coins on anything? There's ways to level up exercises, but I don't think I'm that far into it. I beat the first boss which was on the first screen. And then the boss is this crazy dragon that just works out all the time and he's evil. And the ring, there's actually a ring character that lives in that ring and they've got this ancient history where he was training him. And there's actually some lore behind the ring fit adventure. Uh, yeah, but I beat you, him. You what? So you got further in story wise in this game than you did in any dragon quest game. Yes. And it's more interesting because I'm pressing a to exercise. Um, but you beat him. There's this big lore behind that. And then he runs off to the next world, almost like a Mario style map. And I think I mentioned that the controls are done with the, the ring. You can flip through the right Joy-Con that's, that's plugged into the ring. But when you're on that world map, uh, it'll give you a brief overview of like what the map looks like, how long the workout is. Some of them will be seven minutes, some of them are 10 minutes. And you could decide from there. But you'll, you'll physically tilt the ring to run your character to the next uh, stage. Um, when you're running in sync, like there's parts where you'll go underwater or like through mud and stuff and you'll they'll do high knee lifts. And when you're doing it properly, it won't like buzz at you or or tell you you're wrong or anything like that. Your character, they have like normal hair, like normal color hair like us. Right. 
And you can pick, you can customize your character and make them look like you want to. There's there's a lot of options in there. You lost um, me until a customization, then you had me back. So you'll it'll make uh, you can make it look like you. You'll be in the game. That's all Thank you're worried about. I, I was about to throw it back in the box, ship it back to Amazon and say, Y'all can keep this shit. You're in the game. You don't have to look like the character on the box. But when you're in sync with doing the exercise that they want you to do, your character's hair will get like super orange and long and just like super flowing and it's all done in that Breath of the Wild engine. It's just gorgeous. The music's like, good. I don't, it's just it's awesome. That is a good ass game, and it's a fitness game, and I so enjoy like, playing it. So like Fabio Gannon, you turn become Fabio. It is, Gannon. but I'm Fabio Gannon. I'm Fabio me, <laughs> fucking Fabio Gannon. We will find that shit one day. Did Brent? Did you ever go to one of the Zelda concerts? Uh, no. Have you heard the lore of the Fabio Gannon? Yes. There's Russell, so Russell, Russell was there. He can confirm. <laughs> he can confirm that we've never found you. it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody denies it, but it's like well, all three of us seen at some point Fabio Gannon pops up in there. It's him. He's just like, and his hair is all <laughs> flowing everywhere. <laughs> But uh, if you can find a copy, and it's still popping up every once in a while, Brand, I'm glad you got one. Give it a shot, man. And and I'm actually thinking about getting some of those extra resistance. You can get just the resistance rings that the Joy-Con don't plug into for the you know the rest of the family to use, because it it really doesn't matter. It, it's yeah. it tracks you, but as you, if you're doing the exercise and watching as it's being done, uh, other people can join in easily. I think it's something that you know won't track what they're doing exactly and calories burnt and miles ran and all that, but but I think they'll definitely get something out of it. So I'm thinking of, of getting the, some of those rings off Amazon and just making it a family thing. But I'm loving it. It's it's awesome so far. Highly recommend. And we all have copies, which is a good thing. All right, but uh, which one of you guys want to go next? It's right. Brent. It's He's me. He's been gestured to. The floor <laughs> is yours. I did the asshole thing. I was like, here. Here. And I did the palm thing. Like you shoved it to him on the camera. Yeah. Like, eh. Cesar yields his time. I yield my uh, time. So, uh, let's see. This week, I really didn't play a lot. Uh, I jumped back into um, is it, uh, Bikini, uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, um, and, and beat it. Because uh, last week I had 68 of the 75 golden spatulas I needed. Um, so I had to go back and, um, get a few, um, and I actually wound up encountering a weird glitch in the game. Um, there's more than 75 spatulas, so I, I just kind of picked and choose which ones I wanted to do, uh, and I picked one that I thought I had already done. And with this one, you press a button, and it starts a timer, and you go down uh, this little track, and you're racing to the end of the track to get the golden spatula. This sounds was, like a Mario 64 level where you're racing yeah. anyone. So I was pretty sure I had completed that one, but the... I just uh, walked em- back in. Are we talking SpongeBob? I'm yeah. talking SpongeBob. I got it. So the emblem was not filled in i was like i I was pretty sure i i completed that one so i went back and pressed the timer raced down with uh seconds to spare no spatula go back and talk to mr krabs who's right there at the start of the race and he says good job you know you you 
you beat it. And I'm like, uh, well, where's my reward? Because I went back to the main men- main screen there where you can pick the levels and see what you've done and haven't done. And that icon for that one uh, thing was not filled in. So I, I guess it's just some kind of fluke with the game. Um, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know, but, um, it was, a, it was definitely an odd glitch to encounter. It broke on you? Yeah. Did it uh, gate your progress or anything? No, cause thankfully you need, uh, you weren't in here, but, uh, you need 75 to complete the game. And I had already acquired 68 and there's more than 75. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I assume there's there's probably some little extra cutscene or something if you get the other collectibles, and the you know, like, yeah, you get you get the true ending, the true sponge ending. Um, but it was a little odd because I and then again I encountered it where I was going through getting the um, spatulas and I kind of quick traveled to another event. Uh, to do to get a spa- uh, another spatula, and it's a uh, a battle. So you go into this area and you're supposed to defeat the enemies within a given time period. I did that. No spatula popped up, and um, it was the then... chair. It was the chair. I swear. <laughs> this time I don't know, man. The chair. You you were talking about parts. That shit was clear yeah. as day on the on the <laughs> mic. It was like. Was the chair Let's see if I can do it again. Oh, I can't it recreate. won't do it. It won't yeah, do it. it. It's not the chair. You have to recreate it. And that's the only way you can prove Damn it. Damn it. It was the chair. <laughs> Sorry for but the anyway, sound effects. I went back and there was nothing to do. But it, it was it was a weird thing. But either way, I still was able to go back. I was still able to beat the game. Uh, beat the final boss. Um, and I had a lot of fun with the game. Aside from some of the frustrating puzzle bits or the frustrating little racing bits um it was it was really fun uh those glitches were kind of weird and i don't know hopefully those will be patched out or i i don't think i did anything wrong because i'm getting the right prompt saying i completed it but just don't have the proof um it's weird the, the one biggest the, the biggest thing that that bugged me is uh, I know they used the original voice acting from the first game, but when they did the voice acting, they got just about the entire cast, except for two voices. And the voice direction that they gave these people was absolutely horrible. Because mm. um, there's... The, the person that does Mr. Krabs' voice is not the same person that does it from the show, and then the person that does uh, Mermaid Man's voice uh, is not the same at all. And, hit, and they're his just way is, off. Nowhere uh, close. The Mr. Krabs one, you can definitely tell it's not him, and it's just kind of like a vague, like, they told him, hey, do kind of a piratey voice, and he's like, <laughs> SpongeBob, you know, but the other guy, uh, the Mermaid Man, they're just—they were like kind of vaguely sound like uh, an old man, and it—it it, it just doesn't work. But it—it doesn't work at all. That was the biggest gripe I had with that game. It's kind of like somebody's like, "Yeah, just phone it in. You got the studio for like thirty minutes, so yeah, just read the script. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Done." 
are those major characters? Can you can you like really tell that? Because it what I equate it to is like uh, that Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. I, I'm, it's like mm, it's not it's not Harrison Ford. You're not getting me on that one. Yeah, it's not Harrison, but it's it sounds okay. It's you know passable. But these, if if you've ever watched it, if you grew up with it, then it's it it definitely stands out, and especially like I said, that other one. Um, the, the Mr. Krabs is it, it can be passable. It's it's not horrible, but the Mermaid Man one it is it is absolute garbage. <laughs> it is garbage. <laughs> Nowhere close. They're just like yeah, read the lines real quick. Like Cesar was saying, just read the lines real quick. The guy's not even paying attention in the booth, like listening. He's on his phone. He's like, how how was that? How was that? No, sure, yeah, whatever. Just yeah. Fi- finish up. Next one, next one. He's paid by the job, not by the hour. Yeah. I read my lines. I'm out of here. Um, and then other than that, I did get back um, to Final Fantasy VII. Sweet. Um, I didn't You're get to play. You're playing this on Vita. Are you playing this on Vita or PS4? Uh, Switch. Switch, that's right. Yeah. With the cheats, I, that's right. Yeah, I have the um, physical version. I ordered it from um, Play, <laughs> Play Asia. Baseball. But I ordered it from uh, Play Asia. It's the uh, Asia region uh, cart, but it's got English and everything on it. There's there's no difference. That one's seven uh, and eight, right? Yes. Okay. Um. So, uh, went through the last time I left off. I was in Junon Harbor, mm-hmm. and I had just done the little march um, on TV. Yep. That was a mini game, right? Didn't you have to like yep. mash the buttons to? Yeah. Oh yes, but the the fun didn't end there. <laughs> you have to go and impress. Um, oh my gosh, Rufus. Rufus. Yeah. You have to go and impress Rufus and do these little another little mini game, and uh, depending on how you do on that one with a uh, high with high go, I think was in there, right? Yep. With the one with a crazy laugh. Mm-hmm. I told you to stop laughing. <laughs> and you, you have to, you have the commander standing off to the side, telling you, "Oh, turn left now, turn right," and you know, and he's calling out the what commands you need to do mm-hmm. uh, with your gun, and like you're doing like an ROTC drill. Um, and depending on how you do on that, you also get you know reward. Um, the one you want is a new weapon for cloud that has double growth um but i did that are you um, following a guide as you I go am. so that you can see these oh yeah that's right you said you played for a bit and then you missed a materia so now you're did you I print out a fact or do you have a strategy guide or what uh, did you decide to do i'm following a guide that uh is on ign uh, and it's it's a written guide but then it also has links um to a youtube youtube videos that's in several parts um but i usually just just kind of read through uh the points because it kind of it walks you through and i'd rather uh experience everything again because it's been a while since i've played it um rather than you know watching it and then playing then watching them playing um but it's it's a it's a pretty detailed guide and it just kind of walks you through the basics of the stage where to go, you know, uh, if you go over here, you can pick up this, this, and this. Right. Uh, and then at the very end, it'll it'll give you little uh, hints 
um, or strategy for maybe the fight that's in that area, or you may want to um, find this specific enemy and use steel on them to try and get this yeah. specific item. Go ahead um, and equip uh, items resistance to lightning. I like those kind of yeah. guides that, yeah, they don't, it's not walk here, walk there, do this, do that. It's, it's, it's hints for yeah. what to do next and, and, and keeps it to where you don't have to miss the essential items. So, uh, I boarded the ship, uh, and headed to the next continent. Cool. Uh, and you, you know, beat, on the, you, game. <laughs> beat G- the game. Genova's on that ship, right? Yes. Spoilers. You have to find, you have to find all your crew member crew members. And then you get, uh, there's an alert, um, that there's stowaways. And then when your group comes together, you figure out they're not after you. They must be after somebody else, and you, yeah. you figure it's Sephiroth. Uh, and then you wind up doing this really uh, intense Genova battle. Uh, I think it's Genova Birth is what it uh, is. The form of Genova it is. Um, and the music in that was was it's a really good fight. Um, and, Genova music is always my favorite. Oh yeah. Genova has some of the best music in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so did that and then arrived um, in the harbor and got off. Um, Are you that... headed to Costa del Sol? Is that right? Yeah, Costa del Sol. Did you buy the place uh, in years? <laughs> what did you say, Cesar? Did you buy the hotel yet? No, I didn't buy the hotel. But I did run into uh, Hojo on the beach, surrounded by uh, ladies relaxing. After all the crap he did, he's just sitting on the beach. Um, he's mad. But he gives you, you know, a little hint uh, uh, where to head. Um, and so I departed from there. And let's see, now I'm... I go I, now. I just uh, got through the uh, golden saucer and walked around there. Um, did some chocobo racing. Uh, did some bets. Um, chocobo lost my, racing. Lost my ass on a, on a couple bets, um, but then uh, went through and oh gosh, what's the name of that character? I met that. The character that tells your fortune, it's the giant. Kate Yeah. I yeah. always said Kate Sith, but it's like Kashid or something. It's got a, there's a weird actual name, I believe. I've always said Kate Sith. Yeah. But it's the giant marshmallow looking thing with the cat on top of it. The Moog. <laughs> the big Moog. And, um. My least favorite character. Let's see. I think. I have just gotten thrown in prison. So, what did they do to? Where was that in the plot? The well, Barrett was pretty upset because we just walked through his hometown, and we got his backstory. That is Um, excellent backstory. I remember playing that and being like, "Oh shit!" (laughs) Yeah, that I, I always forget how deep this game is. Yeah, and just you know, you start off. And, you know, Cloud doesn't care about anything, and uh, Barrett's just this really hot-headed guy, and 
you know, just as you go through, you get so attached and you and you learn so so much about these characters. Yeah. And it's the first know, game you, I ever played like that. And and you see, I mean, Cloud changes as a person. Um and j- just the way that it's told the storytelling is is great in this game. Um but he was he was all pissed off because we just walked through his his hometown and people berated him saying, "Hey man, our town's gone to shit and it's all your fault, you know. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. Get out of here." And so he's he's down on himself. Um we went to the Golden Saucer, you know, everybody's like, "Uh, oh, you know, we're here. Look at everything. We should play around." And he's he basically said, "Fuck it. I I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go off over here and you know, if y'all don't want to find Sephiroth and y'all don't want to continue. Um, so, <laughs> so he went off, uh, but we follow behind him and find out that he's, uh, shot some guards and things like that. And, yeah. um, oh gosh, now I can't remember his name. The, uh, proprietor of the golden saucer, comes and sees us around all these soldiers and all these other people that are laying on the ground uh, and basically blames us and has us thrown uh, into uh, into prison. You were framed. Whoop. So that's where I am right now. <laughs> Microphone, pick that up. Yep. I had an avalanche over here. Sorry. <laughs> avalanche? Is that your Final Fantasy VII reference? Yep. Or did you drop your copy of Days Gone when you tried to open it? Glances <laughs> <laughs> is it Days Gone. No, he picks it up. He's like, it's a, now it's time to open it. Oh, and he drops it. <laughs> <laughs> he showed us the stack. When he pulls out Days Gone, it's like Jenga. There's going to be like 50 other uh, ones come raining down. But like, play us instead. <laughs> Not yeah, Days I Gone. I have this nice line of stuff that's like, it's all nice and it's alphabetized. And then I just gave up and ha- I ran out of room and had to just start stacking shit on top of shit. We all been there at some point. Shit on top of shit. But that was my, um, that was my games play. Didn't get to play Excellent. a lot, but I feel like I'm reliving uh Final Fantasy seven through you. I'll have to show you on the next episode, but as I was playing through uh, my best friend in high school, he and I wrote a guide together like everything I was doing and stuff he said was coming up and it's kind of goofy. It's less like writing notes back and forth to each other through class Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But like, that's how I lived that game. And it was well after it came out. So I was trying to avoid spoilers, but it wasn't, you know, Twitter wasn't around to see all these references and things like that. So it was surprises as they came up. That was, that was defining. I got a PlayStation one from my friend after he got a PS two. So it was like this immediate back catalog that I could catch up on. That was kind of a defining. Like I, I still remember that. I wish I could do that now. It's like my anxiety wants me to have what's new now, but it would be so awesome. Like right now to get a Xbox One for a hundred bucks and get all these great titles. You know what I mean? Oh, and that's yeah. what I did. I got Final Fantasy Seven. I got Final Fantasy Nine. I got Final Fantasy Eight. I got Final Fantasy Technology. I got Metal Gear Solid <laughs> and Crash Bandicoot and just all these, the, all these greatest hits games were there. And I was able to just scoop up this whole library and play them on this little, little CD-based console. With memory cards. So, I, I'm enjoying blocks. your Final Fantasy 7 playthrough. What was that, Cesar? With 15 blocks of memory. 15 blocks. 
Got to fill every single block up with croc. Croc blocks, except for one. You got to have croc two for one of those blocks. <laughs> that's on the set. That's on memory card number two. Is fifteen blocks of croc two. Now that way, you know, when you do sell your memory card, with someone to like the fuck. All right. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Psycho Why Mantis. Does this guy have thirty croc one and croc two. <laughs> be like Psycho Mantis is you like croc, don't you? It's gonna be the binge drown <laughs> copy of the memory cards. I have never seen anyone play this much croc. That's a bad Psycho Mantis. You suffered a terrible fate. I like this lore. I also like croc blocks. They could be like a puzzle game with gobos. Match three crocs, match three gobos. I don't know any of the characters. Yeah, that's what they would have called uh, Columns 3 when it came out over here. I made a croc lock. Crocums 3. Crocum stockum robots. That's a stretch, but it works. <laughs> Oh, man, my game's played, uh, I didn't play that much this week. I've been in and out of the doctor all weekend and work, so outside of that, uh, I just, I, I think uh, I played some Azure Gumball. Was it Azure Blue Gumball on uh, PS4? Waiting, trying to pull up my app here. Sorry, guys. You got to tell me about your disappointment game, too, that you were in shambles about. Azir Striker Gun Vault Striker Pack for PS4 that finally came out. So uh, I popped that in there and played that. I think that was been on the Switch for a while. Uh, it's a fucking Mega Man Zero ass game. I was about to say those are those are Mega Man ask, right? Well, this one's like Mega Man Zero. You always had like uh, where they were doing um, Mighty Number no. Nine seemed like to be the supposed successor to Mega Man. Gun Vault was the supposed successor to Zero. I mean, it has a lot of the Zero quirks in there where you have the uh, the regular, you're shooting like a gun, and then you have uh, electricity-based attacks based off in that world. I mean, I haven't gotten that far into it. I mean, this is the first time I've actually sat down and played it. So, uh, it basically, it's whatever little bit of time I had. I've just been fucking around with that. I mean, that was one of them. And uh, really, what I've been playing is I put like another five hours in that Death End Request that I talked about from last week. I mean, outside of that, I'm just going along with that story where they're they're going more into the cult and and they're trying to find their missing person. The story's getting a lot, fuck, lot, lot fucking darker, so let's put it that way. I mean, they kind of went to her past where she tried to escape, and the guy stopped her by shooting both of her legs. And it's like, uh, that that's game's... One way. That's, that game's getting darker as I go through it. I'm a little surprised. Uh, as, as Richard mentioned, uh, there was two games I was uh, a little disappointed in this week. Uh, I did play uh, Deadly Premonition 2 for Switch, and that game does run... Rough, portable and docked. Uh, the frame rate sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they acknowledged that. I, I went around and digged on the internet. They acknowledged that. Uh, I think Rising Star Games published it. They said that they got with Toy Box and they're going to do some uh, optimization patches. So uh, I think this is a lot of stuff that we see a lot of because uh, you know they mentioned and me and Richard mentioned a couple episodes back where Japanese development studios are not accustomed to working from home and this is something they're kind of learning as they go along. And because the second game I played was I played Sword Art Online, Alicization for PS4, and that game is rough as well. The frame rates are bad. It's bad. It's I can't tell if it's just the game's slow or it stutters. It's a little bit of both. Uh, I looked online. A lot of people are having the same issue. Uh, they think it's that hidden install where it's like a, it's a 50 gig game. They only do initial install for six gigs, and they think it's like oh. Because a lot of people claim after the first town, they're like, oh, it gets better after the first town. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I just I stopped immediately. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? So, I was super excited about that coming out. 
Have they said there's a patch is coming or something? Or or is there a patch coming for Deadly Premonition? Because I've seen some videos of that Deadly Premonition gameplay, and that it's just not playable. I didn't think that was... I, like, I know it has a certain level of charm, but that's just... Yeah. That's no. broken. I mean, yes. I would I would play it and laugh my ass off, but I know there's people who are legit looking forward to Deadly Premonition 2. That does not look like a playable video game. I ignore the people who did not like the story because the story's quirky, and that's just the way it is. And there's some quirkiness right. to that's it. That's an but, opinion piece. And there's some jank to it, but this is not jank issues. This is like uh, optimization issues. Like, it didn't do the final pass that it needed to do, and they just kind of release it, and they're just going to patch it, I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know. It just I don't it like looks. That. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember Rising Star, even though it was a Nintendo exclusive, Rising Star published it. I imagine it would have been a little bit different if Nintendo brought it out themselves. They'd probably be like, nah, take some more time, get it right. Right. Because uh, I, I guess at this point, you know, they, they got to release these games. They've already been pushed back a couple of times. I know on the Sword Art was pushed back for two months, and it's still... And this, is, this sucks because part of this is the most different Sword Art they did in a while. I mean, the, the last two or three has been like Call of Duty, and they've been carbon copying each other and this one they kind of like changed it up a lot this was and i was really interested in this one it just i don't know i'll, I'll give it to the first town they said they swore up and down after it does the hidden install because they said it runs like crap on xbox and ps4 so that's a shame i know you're looking forward to it i wish they would give me the option to do a uh, frame rate so they don't i went in there it's like well maybe i if i can give it his 4k visuals and do the frame rate nope you're locked in and whatever it does i mean you're do, stuck do performance or whatever yeah, I mean, I think they got it stuck on 4K at 30 frames. So I was hoping they I can do like 1080p at 60 frames. Uh, I guess the only way I can do that is if I pop it in the slim, but I'm playing on the pro. So, but it does do HDR. The HDR does look good though. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I don't know. I'm, I'll I'll park it to the first town and see. And it's, at some point, I got Iron Man sitting right there, and I'm like, I've I've had Iron Man there for like the last two weeks, and it's just me not wanting to hook a fucking VR to do Iron Man. I keep stepping over my VR. It's like it's like an octopus will grab my leg. I'm like, what the hell is that? Get off my leg. It's like the um, VR. The it's VR that fucking like, double cable, right? That fucking double <laughs> yes, cable. It every gets time. me every time I walk in there. I'm like, fuck, what is that? Is that a bug or a snake? And I'm like, no, it's a fucking VR thing. I was like, I just don't want to put that shit together, man. Uh-uh. Nope. I, need, I need wireless Wait. testers. I'm ready for the future, man. Because, I, I mean, I got, I, got, I got Iron Man there. I'm sitting there like, yeah, man, play me. I'm like... I gotta find the fucking move controllers because you don't use a regular controller. I gotta charge those bitches. I don't remember the last time I used those. I'm like, it's like that. It's so much. I don't know if I want to do that. Did you have new ones or did you still have your PS3 move controllers? Uh, I bought the bundle and then I still have my PS3 ones. So, because I'm always nervous, those PS3 ones are getting to be like 10 years old now. It's like, all right, when I charge this up, is it gonna work? Yeah, I don't have a new one. I don't even think I've used a new one outside of a job simulator. I think it's the only time I ever used it. When I'm in the fucking kitchen doing shit with it. That's like the most fucking game I ever had with on VR. But hey, my kids tried to steal my kids tried to steal the Farpoint gun. When you want to get back into Farpoint. Oh yeah, with me puking all over the place. I gotta get out that barrier, man, so I can actually play Resident Evil Seven on there without me having to feel like I'm dying for seven. Same. Same like Farpoint Farpoint uh, Farpoint made you uh sick? Well, I didn't do the, the 90 degree <laughs> turns. I did the one on one turn. The full motion. And my brain was like, yeah, we're not doing this. And I was like, it was bad. Have you played it, Brent? Yeah. Yeah. Farpoint uh, was good for me. But, uh, and I think, and I think I did the, uh, did the full motion. And that was fine. But when (laughs) I did uh, Resident (laughs) Evil 7, 
Um, I did the, the just the jarring. Oh my gosh, that screwed me up. I played that full motion Resident Evil made me sick. Oh god, he and, I, he and I were playing Farpoint co-op, and I heard him breathing heavy. He's like, "Hold on, dude, I need a break." And you can you can physically hear him like take off the headset, and the mic got further away. Like he had to tap out, man. And I was right behind him. I was like, I'm not feeling well either, but yeah. <laughs> something about that movement at Farpoint, because we were doing the wave, it's like wave-based stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, the, the, the worst I've ever felt was Resident Evil when I did the one-on-one in Resident Evil, because I that legit, I think I had a headache for like three hours. I was laying in bed. I was telling God yeah. if I was going to go that night, let's take me now. Don't let me go any, don't let me suffer anymore. Because it was bad. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I played Resident Evil for like, Gosh, maybe five minutes, and after that, I, I I didn't get far at all because I just had to take it off, lay under a fan, turn all the lights off. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, I was I was hot, I was flushed, I was nauseous. Yeah. I was I had we all a had the same reaction. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it's I not got, even like it's not even I played it pretty aspects. long. I got into the cellar, like I played pretty far into it. I got I got to the point where I was getting stabbed with a knife, and I was like looking at myself <laughs> getting stabbed. But I was like, but I was like, that's pretty cool. But, uh, which my brain is like, all right, that's not real. But me walking around, my brain's like, whoa, what the yeah. fuck's happening? And I'm like, all right, but I'm getting stabbed by some kind of demon thing. My brain's like, no, that's not definitely not real. But me walking around, whoa, fucking shit, what's happening? Yeah. I didn't feel good, but then I got up after that where I was like, okay, I've tapped out, I'm done, I don't feel that great. When I got up and like went downstairs, that's when I went into that brand mode where it's just like, give me a fan, let me lay down. I feel like I want to throw up, throw some ice on me. Like you're hot and flushed and like all these other things all all in one. Resident Evil Seven kicked all of our asses. That's funny. I, I was I was there too because I, I was laying in fucking bed as well. I was just I was just in bed looking at the ceiling. And I was like I had a headache and I was just like I was like I was like God, if today's the day. Please don't let me do this anymore longer. Just take me now. I'm like just don't fucking let me suffer. I'm like here's here's our stream. We all three pick our favorite foods. We set up we set up. PS4s, we set up VR, we set up Resident Evil 7. We popped the game in. We all start at the same time. After we filled up on our favorite foods, we got full stomachs. And we all try to get, as, it's like an endurance run. Brand's looking at Days Gone. We all try to get as far into Resident Evil 7 as we can without feeling sick. I got, I got more shit up. I've got more shit up here than just Days Gone. It just Days Gone. Look at that. Blows my dragon. I was about to say, that looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. No, it is a Yu-Gi-Oh. I like your plan, Richard, but you got to do it right. And let's not get our favorite foods. We all drink a gallon of milk. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Gallon of milk Instantly. and wow. banana. That's yeah, disgusting. Like, like two minutes in, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we're all throwing our milk in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to cover our rooms in plastic before that. We don't have to play the game for that long. It's like, we already want to throw over all that milk in us. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about on. eating as much of our of yeah. our favorite food. We just get so full. That's disgusting. <laughs> no, if I'm going to do it where I'm not going to get sick, I'm going to do something that I want to fucking hate. Because I've, I've eaten some Chinese food that I love, and I food poisoning or something, ruin yeah. it for me. I'm not going to eat something that I like to ruin it for me. Because after that, I'd be like, nope, I can't eat that. All I can think about is <laughs> VR and throwing up. <laughs> Everybody's like, you want to get some pizza? No, I ate that in VR throw up. I can't do it anymore. Like, I can't, I, to this day, I threw a carrot cake. I, I don't like eating carrot cake that often. So, I always go back to when I was 12 years old and I threw a carrot cake. I, I'm a fucking, almost a 40-year-old man, and I think about that one time in my life. <laughs> oh, I was throwing a carrot cake, and it's still, it haunts me to this day. 
<laughs> Some things you never forget. Because yeah. that was oh, the worst man. thing ever. Like, it was like all coming out and it's coming up to my face and I couldn't move away and I'm just constantly throwing up. I'm like, <laughs> as I see it move up to my face in the toilet, I'm like, <laughs> I'm stuck. And I was like, I was like, I can't help it. It's just coming at me. And I'm like, oh, oh, stop throwing up. And it just makes me throw up more. So I'm like, you couldn't move away. Why was it coming after you? I was like, I, just, stacking I was, it up. I was like fucking paralyzed. It was just kept coming up to me. It's like, I, I, it just oh. threw up more. It just, it just kept moving up. And I'm like, I couldn't move. I can't breathe. It's like, you know, oh, when you, it's, it's like when you're throwing up, you know, you just want to get all that bad shit out, man. It's like, at that point, you just, you don't even care anymore, man. Here we go. This is it. It's the it's the blending of all these plans. We signed. We officially signed. I've had the documentation sitting up there forever. We finally signed our deal with Pasta Max, uh, local uh, <laughs> Pasta Max. I, I've never eaten Pasta Max, and I don't we, want to. Uh, all friends of the show. Max. We wait three-ish hours, and then we start uh, we start playing Resident Evil Seven VR all all at the same time. Oh, yeah. Streaming from the bathroom. You can make it fucking three hours. You made it like thirty minutes, and you were going. <laughs> <laughs> I was in shambles. Yeah, Brent, you should have been there. I was like, man, I, I do not feel well. I kept saying, I do not feel well. Something's off. Something's <laughs> not right. I don't get. I know. I. I thought he walked around because he kept just saying something's not right. Not good. And he just starts. <laughs> he walks to the back. Not good. <laughs> Dude, I hardly ever feel bad like that. I was. Ooh. It was. I was trying to put it off so we could record, and then I was like, nope. Yeah, it's not I, happening. I think Richard kept asking me if I, it was hot in the room or some shit like that. I, I was. I thought he was just fucking around. I was like, I don't know what. This is a weird line of questioning. Dying. All right, we've uh, we've come up with our ideal Resident Evil Seven streaming VR situation. Yeah, y'all got anything you want to add on there? Um, outside, the, outside, I'll do my my little ten minutes of anime because I've been watching a lot of shit ton of anime. Uh, you guys ever watch uh, Dororo? Thought uh, if y'all got Amazon Prime, it's pretty good. It's a remake of the original from Master Boy. He created um. Another manga way back in the 60s, and this one's uh, like a reimagining of it from Mappa Studios, it's from um, which is an offshoot of Madhouse. The What's guy it called? Uh, Dororo. Uh, D-O-R-O-R-O. Uh, I think I mentioned this before to you, Richard, and you might recall if I explain it. So essentially, you it's a, takes place in feudal Japan. Um, this this lord of over, over the land is going through like a famine, and he makes a deal with demons. He says, oh, you can have whatever you want just give me prosperity throughout my land uh these 12 demons decide to take his son um and they take different body parts so they take his nose his ears sight his, ah. legs, his arms and he just ah. comes he just comes out with like no skin and he's just like a, a head and with a like a torso and he got what he wanted to get prosperity so the demons took his son's body parts uh like a sacrifice and he told him to get rid of his son he said he told his wife, like, you'll bear another child for me that will be the ruler of this land. So this kid basically has his will to survive. They put him in the boat and he goes through this whole thing where they kind of raise him up. He meets this guy, he gives him prosthetics. So he goes through this whole bit where these demons are attracted to him. They're trying to get the final part of his head to complete the transaction. Something stopped it. So to complete it. So uh, they, these demons are hunting him down. But he learns as he kills these demons, he gets his body parts back. So he gets his arm back. He gets his legs back. He gets oh. He's hard, he gets his hearing back, his voice, his eyes. And it's it's pretty crazy because he goes through and he, he's like Daredevil. So he looks at the the color of people's souls and he can tell if they're good or bad. So if they're red, he can tell they're evil and they're a demon. If they're green, they're good. If yellow, there's like a, a soul that won't move on. But then as he goes through the show, it, his name is, uh, I forgot what his name is, but the show's actually told to the point of uh, Dororo, which is a uh, young girl. 
who follows him follows him around. She lost her parents because of the samurai during the feudal time through these wars. So she he because he can't talk, so she's kind of like there to push along the story because he he just he doesn't say anything in the beginning. So he, he goes through, and then you as he starts getting his sight back and the ability to talk and to hear, like when he got his hearing back, he was in shambles because he was so used to going through all the first 18 years of his life without hearing. And then he heard everything. Like you hear like bugs creeping or crawling on the grass and he just couldn't take it. Everything was super loud. So it was like whenever he fought demons, he was starting to lose battles. It's like as he got, as he became more of a human, he started losing all that. He started losing his humanity he had before then. You know, he started making bad choices and he seemed wow. on a darker path. It's pretty good. It's the like reverse effect. Episodes. Yeah. 24 episodes and it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Cool. That, that and if uh, you ever seen No Game, No Life, Brent? Uh-uh. That one's been around for a while, but that's uh, that's another one of those uh, Isake-type ones where somebody gets transported to a, another world, like a game world. So you have this brother and sister who uh, who just play games all the time, and they beat this uh, god called Tech. And he uh, basically created this world, and he brings them into this world where everything's based off games, like you, you make bets and games and make wagers and that's how you get through. You can't kill, you can't do that, you can't cheat. And so they just go in there and they have like they're they're pretty fucking brilliant. So like they're in there like uh they'll go in there and they see this card game and they can tell people are cheating and they're like uh they'll do like quick fast ones on you. It's like, well you didn't ask the right question. Like they'll they'll do like trick plays. Like, you know, I bet you I can guess the next card you pull from that deck. And it's like, well yeah, it's a, you didn't ask if it was a fresh deck. You didn't ask if I pulled this card from the bottom. I knew what card you were gonna get. Because every card is dealt the same way when you buy a new deck. But it's like, it's random stuff. They go in there and they play video games in there, too. Uh, it's pretty good. It's uh, it's it's very, uh, it, it's good. If you get a chance to watch that, it's kind of hard to explain. But it's only 12 episodes, and uh, they haven't done, like, a second season to it yet. Because apparently, to beat this guy character, he they got to recruit these races of uh, people on there. Like There's, like, beast people, elves, and angels and stuff like that and they all have a chess piece so there's 16 races and each race has a chess piece so they gotta they gotta befriend all these races to get each chess piece so they can play chess with, with uh basically with god at the end of the end of the day and try to Ooh. be and what was the name of that one uh no game no life um they do some uh, out of the wall bits where he went in there and um he started playing music from uh phoenix right and like the judge, the judge that was gonna give like the the kingdom to somebody else looked like the fucking judge from Phoenix Wright. He comes in there yes. like, and then he's like playing the music in his phone. And I was like, oh, I see what they're doing here. Like they'll do like little tongue and cheek bullshit stuff like all over. Like the video game they played was like some kind of a dating simulator where they had to shoot these girls who with their love gun, who you got to stop them from falling in love with you. And it races up. It's like a, it's like it's Japanese as fuck game. Like they're they're the typical they're the typical hikimoris where they stay indoors and play. They freaked out when they played the video game because it was like a VR game and it's they took them like straight to Tokyo and it's like we can't do this, we can't do this. They thought they went back home. It's like we can't do this. We're not built for this. And it's like no, we're in the video game. They're, okay, we're okay, we're okay. It's like they thought they were really back in Tokyo in the outdoors again. They're like no, we can't do this. We're not built for this. We give up. Nobody told us this would happen. <laughs> Because they're straight indoors. But it, it's good, man. I, I had a good time watching that one. That was another one I sat there and blew through like 12 episodes straight. And it sucks they only did 12. But that's my anime bullshit for this week. I'm watching too much anime. Anime bullshit of the week. We've been watching, uh, I'll, I'll kick with the TV trend. We've been watching Snowpiercer on TNT. 
It's like uh, it's class warfare on a train. So this uh, an engineer built a train because the world was freezing. So global warming made everything super hot. So scientists came up with a way to chill it, and it they went too far the other direction. So everything froze. So this guy planned a way to keep a train going around the world, keep momentum going, and um, and sold tickets to this long ass train. And there's like first class, there's second class, third class. Third class is like you're working. They keep everything going. First class is just they're whining and dining. They paid the most for their tickets, that kind of thing. Then there's some people that rush the train at the very end to get on to survive because the world froze and everyone who didn't get on the train died. And they're called tailies and uh, they're in the tail and they've never really gotten any rights. They don't have representation. They're not supposed to be there. Uh, They give them food just because they're alive and they don't want to just terminate them. So it's like class warfare and uh, advancement. There's ways to get out of the tail. And um, it's really drawn together by Jennifer Connelly. She plays the the voice of the train. She's like the head of hospitality who um, she'll let you know what the meal is going to be and uh, what the rate of the train is at the time and all that. And it just it uh, it not everything is as it seems. And there's a lot of intrigue and they build on some good characters and things like that. But there's some really cool premises and stuff in it. And uh, we're kind of hooked on it. So it's up to yeah. eight episodes, I think. It's based off a comic book. And then if you watch the movie, the movie's really good. Uh, oh, there was a movie by the that, director of uh, the one that just won the Academy Award, right? Parasite, yeah, with uh, yep. Chris Evans. Yep. But, uh, I highly recommend Snowpiercer. All right, Brent, what do you watch on the TV? <laughs> I do not really watch tv i mean most of the stuff uh, i'm reliving my childhood through um my kid i mean we've been we've blown through a few um animes with him um we watched i had to have him watch one of my favorites from my childhood gundam wing um and then we've never seen any gundam is that a good one to start with gundam wing is amazing it's absolutely amazing streaming somewhere G Gundam with a close second with the shining fingers. You know, a lot of people give Gun uh, G Gundam shit, and I I don't understand why. It's it, I I thought it I was love, fun. No, I love G Gundam. Get out of here. It's like I think <laughs> I like G Gundam more, and I love Gundam Wing. So, oh, you're you're getting a little little out there with that one. Oh, that's debatable. That's I why I, that's why I use the word I. I didn't say it was <laughs> opinion piece. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But um, and then. Um, one of my other favorites that he absolutely loved um, uh, is uh, Roroni Kenshin. Um, I don't I know if I... that manga. Oh, it's a it's a great manga, and the uh, anime that goes along with it is really good. Um, we watched first and second season, and then I told him there's a third season, but it has nothing to do with anything. So we're gonna pick up where it leaves off in the manga and eventually um there's actually some live action movies and i've heard that they follow pretty closely with the source material and eventually we're going to do that and they've even got a new one coming out pretty soon that deals with the last arc that was in the manga oh nice so that because like i said the when they did animated they they skip that entirely the last season of um the anime is it's all filler um but he enjoyed that um really good uh, really a lot just because 
the action in it is really really nice the story is awesome and it's kind of built on um historical events they they pepper in um a lot of japanese history uh and little facts and kind of twist it to fit the story a little bit here and there take a few liberties but for the most part it's um uh, pretty accurate cool uh, and then we started him on Digimon, which is just another thing from my childhood. Um, and I completely forgot how horrible Saban is with their um, local or localization and their translating. And they just made it absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's Saban's hilarious. Power Rangers. Oh, uh, Saban is is Power Rangers. Uh, Saban worked with um, Fox when Fox did uh, Fox Kids, um, and they had a bunch of shows, but they also helped uh, do um, Digimon and a few other animes, and oh my gosh, yeah, just just the writing in it is absolutely ridiculous, mm. um, and it <laughs> my kid even thinks it's ridiculous, though. It's funny, we all wind up sitting there and almost... Um, mystery science theater style, just <laughs> rip on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gotten to the part where you sit there and have to watch Agumon digivolve into seven different oh, things and they yes. keep staring at each other? Oh my gosh. We, <laughs> every time it, it's like, just so, get to the last form. Stop fucking yeah. Me all eight forms before then. Well, not only, well, we, we did, we finished the original Digimon and now we're on to the second series and that one's even so far. <laughs> it's the the music in it because they threw in uh these really cheesy um little musical bits in there and then oh my gosh we all the time all the time quote them or sing them and and just talk about how ridiculous they are um but i mean other than that i myself I've got like a small list of anime on Crunchyroll, but I just haven't had the time to to go through. But hopefully, I can very soon get back to to that. With work is is about to go back to to a little bit of normalcy as far as hours go, so I'll have normal weekends that I'm used to. So, but that's about it. I'm on that anime bullshit too, Cesar. Yeah. Hey man, look, the most important news of this whole year was that we're getting a new Shaman King anime. So <laughs> New Shaman King. Yeah, like an actual from the manga, not the bullshit they did uh when it came out originally. So like a true two Shaman King. I was like I was I died when I saw they announced that for the twentieth anniversary. Shaman King and new um uh bleach anime. The final season of Bleach. And yep. the Bleach movie. Bleach movie. Burn the Witches. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap this thing up. You can find us on social media at uh, No Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Still no Facebook progress yet. Uh, We have some videos on YouTube. Check them out. You can find this podcast on iTunes. Brant's in the middle of sneezing. Stitcher. Spotify. SoundCloud. Google Play. (laughs) I was going to say... uh... You were going to say iHeartRadio. Nope. I, was, this, I, I want to confirm. I was going to say Overcast. 
but SiriusXM just bought Overcast, so it's actually gonna be SiriusXM. Even better. Yep. Actually, I've been using the free Overcast, so I don't know what that's gonna mean for me. Uh, they're integrating it, and it's gonna be SiriusXM. You will have to pay for it now. I like that player. And uh, Himalaya, I just found Himalaya last week, remember that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen to us on Himalaya, we have no listeners. Be the first Himalayan listener. Uh, anyways, I think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll have uh, U-Connect, U-Forward, U-Be-Forward, U-Be-Next, U-Be-Next. We'll have uh, coverage of that next week, Which is them, whatever news comes up. What they have every year, just plain to say. We'll see, hopefully, some surprises. So uh, thank you for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. See you. Shaman fucking king. <laughs>